Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me this week on Tia Time. We'll get to the show in just a moment. First, I wanted to say thank you to all of you who have posted a rating on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast is an app that can be downloaded to your phone or computer. The algorithm it uses allows more artists and art enthusiasts like yourselves to hear about the show. So if you haven't posted a rating yet, do it now. Thank you. On with the show. Welcome to Tia Time with Artists, the weekly podcast where we discuss the methods, challenges, and real-life experiences of living our creative dreams. What kind of creative warrior are you? Musician? Filmmaker? Painter? Choreographer? Poet? Sculptor? Fashionista? Let's talk about it right now. I'm your host, Tia Imani Hanna. Welcome to Tia Time with Artists, and this week my guest is muralist, painter, educator, instructor, Tony Hendrick. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hi, Tia. I'm glad to be here. It's fun to, to be able to have a conversation with you. We haven't really sat down and talked like this before, so this will be nice. That's true. It's been a while since we've had the opportunity to talk. You're based in uh, Lansing, Michigan, and, and working in the mid-Michigan area and and more, right? You're reaching out into the internet. I see that you're doing some daily painting online. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I did that actually last year. Um, actually, it's been, I think it was right around the time that you got your podcast going. It seems like they, they coincided. Mm-hmm. Remember that. It was just something during a meditation that just kept coming to me to do something like that and so this is a just videos I've done of me doing paintings and the original idea was just to do some kind of a meditation type painting and I explored different ways of setting it up and I just figured out that it's best to just have the camera straight on the canvas and seeing the painting get created and I'm not the the most outgoing person as far as communication with my words. With paint, I can communicate pretty well, but I don't consider myself much for talking. Mm-hmm. And so I originally did these videos just with no sound. And I, my son is a musician and has friends who are musicians and they allowed me to use some of their music for some of these and somewhere along the line one of my friends who is quite a talker (laughs) he's out in Colorado Ron Maurer and he suggested that I talk during these and so it took me a while the very first time I said okay I'm going to do this and and I remember hitting the record button and I couldn't get myself to talk and then all of a sudden I just started to say something and eventually it turned into me doing these little 15 minute talks and I like spirituality I like philosophy and I like these kinds of inner explorations of the inner dynamics when it comes to creating art um it's really what's what it's been all about for me with art. And so these became little 15-minute things. I'd pick a topic um, to talk about. 
and relate it to the painting and see what would evolve. Some of them were abstract. Some of them I would um, paint from looking at something. I did this early in the mornings. I did it live too. That was another thing I had to do. Yeah. I had to do it live because if I didn't do it live, then I'd be getting into all this editing and <laughs> busy work that I didn't want to have to do. And it ended up being a lot more work anyway, because I'd end up getting the video ready to post on YouTube. And I'm sure you understand all yes, of this, <laughs> this stuff. So I got to go after... I really don't remember how many. I did quite a few. I did it daily. So I did it every morning at seven o'clock, I think. Mm -hmm. So they're all out on YouTube. I think Tony Hendrick painting meditation is what I've got it under, if I remember. But I haven't done that for about a year now. Actually, this past year has been an interesting thing for me. And maybe these videos sparked it. I'm not sure. I took a break I painted a little bit for throughout the year but I pretty much took a total mental break uh for a full year and it's the first time I've actually done that since I was 17 and I think I'm 50 something now 52 so that's that's quite a a long time that I've been creating art and doing it for a living because when I was 17, I got um, a job in the billboard industry painting billboards, which is something that's not available to artists anymore because it's all printed. It's, might... it's electronic now. Yeah. They don't even do the printed anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lost art, which are because yeah, I know you and a couple of other painters in the area that we know, uh, I think Chaz. And there's another artist, I can't think of his name right now, that used to paint billboards. And it's just one of those things that people don't do. Right. No concept of. And is, so when you started painting billboards, is that kind of where the mural painting came from? Because you were doing such large canvases or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Actually, I had done a mural in high school. My art teacher got me to do one out in the hallways of the school. And it was actually through her and her students that got me hooked up with um, the job painting for painting billboards. And so it was a nice community of artists. But yeah, so my basically my very first experience of real painting or painting on a daily basis was large scale. And so it's shaped how I paint today when I'm painting in my studio on my canvases. I think there's a lot of that experience that goes into, because I tend to get really far away from my paintings and you get up close, you can you see all this color and stuff. And that all came from stuff I learned about how to make a 48 foot painting have impact at 50 or 70 miles an hour 50 feet up in the air yeah so had all that experience for five five years probably longer than that i know i've been doing it for quite a while seems like right around 2001 is when everything just started to really shift into the the printing and that's when i went out on my own to 
paint murals. And I also did quite a bit of workshops with these mural paintings. Um, it was one of the things that I did to, to offer that same experience that I had painting murals to young artists or actually painting billboards because there wasn't anything like that anymore. So I wanted to be able to share that experience with other artists. It was one of the fun things about painting billboards was just being with other artists and sharing that experience together. So, yeah, because there's definitely skills you learn there that you can't learn anywhere else. And unless you're, I guess you're a muralist from the start. Right, um, right. Because you just wouldn't think of those things. Oh, because everybody is working much smaller. The detail is different. So now, are, have you moved to smaller canvases? Oh, yeah. I've basically this past year, I've let go of the whole mural business. Done it for, do my math here, 35 plus years. Mm-hmm. I've been painting large scale and doing very physical. It's a very physical <laughs> kind of art. There's a lot of lifting panels and getting up on lifts and just, it's very physical. Okay. And I, I don't have a problem with that. It's just, I don't even know if it's the physical part of it necessarily as much as the mental. I, I got to a point this kind of through COVID and I think a lot of people have gotten this inner awareness that I started to see the thing that was driving me with my art had so much to do with needing to feel a sense of worth and either proving myself or getting attention or you know paying the bills (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, which might not be the greatest career if you're focused on paying the bills but anyway, all that that stuff was in the background for me and during my workshops and smaller painting workshops and large, you know, community workshops. And, and I remember there's an experience that I had in one of these workshops where the student asked me how to do something on this canvas she was painting on. And just instinctively, I walked over and grabbed her brush from her and started to answer her question by painting. And I realized in that moment that I didn't know the answer to her question. And the only way for me to know was to put the painting or put the brush on the canvas and see what would happen. And then I started to talk about what was happening to her and, you know, giving her the answer. And I've shared that that experience in a lot of workshops since then. It's been over this past year where I actually let go of being an artist. And I spent the summer up north in Traverse City with my uncle, helping him work on his shot or his uh, outbuilding that he has on some property up there and gone for walks out in the woods with... Um, one of my dear customers who has commissioned me to do several murals for her place. And she loves the outdoors and the woods like I do. And so spending time with her in a relationship that didn't have anything to do with art, it just had to do with a friendship. Mm -hmm. 
And these were the kinds of experiences that I was having last year by letting go of the the art thing. And I kept saying, I know I'm going to get back into creating art, but I just didn't know. I knew it had to be coming from a different place than it had been in the past. There was just too much stress I created in my mind around being successful, what it means to be an artist and who am I as an artist and all these things. And it's been about three or four weeks now that I've been in back in the studio and I got back to doing it through a meditation one morning. It came to me this, just this insight that the core of what it is that I enjoy about creating art is can be brought down to this single thing and it relates to that experience that I had with this student in one of my workshops and it's very simple it's that experience of knowing without knowing it's like when you're in front of a blank canvas and you just start doing stuff and things start to unfold and you probably experience this with creating music it's there's this thing that you connect to where you don't know what you're doing, but there is this knowing that is coming through you. And I've taught this kind of thing in my workshops. It's all about having fun. It's connecting to that intuitive part of yourself. And and yet I still had all this other stuff in the background that was competing with that part of me. And now I feel like I'm in the studio just that's my only focus is just being in that space where I'm creating from a place of not knowing what I'm doing. And it's fun. It's just automatically fun. I'm not forcing myself to have fun. Yeah. That's because I'm supposed to have fun. Yeah. That's huge. But a lot of that came from just stepping away from it. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I, over the years, I have a cousin who, had uh, a civil engineering company, traffic engineering company, and I painting billboards or painting murals. Actually, I stepped away from the billboard business in 2001, I think it was. So I've been self-employed since then and mostly doing murals. And I get onto these big projects and then I'd have gaps where there I you know between projects and so filling those gaps I would do this work for my cousin in his business and it was just counting cars at intersections and you do it on this little board and and it what what was fun about it was it would get me out all over the the state like when the first jobs I did was up in Alpena oh wow Went for, I was right on the corner of a nature trail, went on a hike during the the breaks or whatever. And one thing led to another with that. And I ended up doing major mural projects up in Alpena. So it was a nice job for me to have. um, It was flexible. He'd call me up and see if I was available. If I was, I'd do the work for him. Anyhow, so that relationship over... 13 years of doing that he sold the business and the person who I was still doing that that work for was getting out of it too and 
she had a connection actually with her husband who works for an architectural civil engineering company out of Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. They gave me a call and asked if I could set up some different kind of equipment. So I'm not hand counting <laughs> these vehicles, but it's equipment that actually um, gets the data. And so I'm doing that work now part-time and it's freed up this uh, stress that I would have of where's this next mural project going to come from. And, mm-hmm. and now I've got flexibility to be in the studio and focus on my work and, and it's almost like I'm self-employed still because I'm basically set up my own hours and, and, and so I'm able to do this interview with you this afternoon later or this morning and then later this afternoon, I'll go out and do some of that. I lost my train of thought what your original question was. You gave yourself some space yeah. to reevaluate how you're doing your art. And so at this point, you've given up the mural part, but you're doing smaller works. Oh, yeah. In my studio. Yeah. Okay. And then you're exploring from the meditation standpoint of spirit guide me. Exactly. I don't know what I'm painting right now. Today, I'm just going to go with this. Is uh, I had this idea of this. I'm going to start with this little patch of blue right here, you know, and then yeah. go on. Is that kind of a thing? Yeah, it's not not necessarily. It was actually more like that when I was doing these these daily painting meditation videos because I would just do a brand new painting each morning. But right now, I'm working on a painting that I already had a title for I actually started it a while ago and just picked it up again uh, titled it courage Mm. and so it's similar to the the painting meditations where I just pick some theme and then see what what evolves and it led to me going to the zoo the local zoo Parker Park Zoo and getting some photos of their tiger at this at the zoo and it was, it's difficult taking photos at a zoo with the bars. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ended up with this photo of the tiger on its back, you know, like rolling around on its back, scratching its back. And I thought, oh, that's a perfect image that I, I want to explore what I'm feeling about what courage means. It's the courage to just to be myself without having to defend myself, without having to have all these protections in my mind. And, and so just that, that simple gesture launched that painting and I'm just taking it where it, it, or just letting it take me where it goes. And it's becoming very colorful and it's got a tree in it, something that is very dear to me. Trees represent a certain amount of presence that that beingness that I I love about presence and the tree represents that to me. So we'll see. It's a little more involved painting than I have been doing recently. I've been doing a lot of um, paintings outdoors, Mm -hmm. which are very immediate, very fresh, very... um, taking in the energy of the the space the whole experience being outside you hear the birds and feel the wind and 
it's a whole experience it brings you into that present moment very easily there's a lot of prep work you got to do to get outside True. to do that so i haven't done that yet this spring i've been doing most of the stuff in the studio just because it's a little easier but i'll probably be getting back outside here shortly now that the weather is warming up yeah but yeah so it's seeing what evolves from if it's out in nature there can be a tree that is a certain gesture to it that i love and seeing what that and usually it's like later i get the meaning comes to me of what this personally means to me it's like you know that's the thing with art everybody's bringing their own personal interpretations to it i remember during art prize i was given a tour i had one of my paintings in art prize and remember talking about how people visiting and looking at art or observing art uh, one of the things that i really became aware of is that whatever you're seeing in the art is something that's actually in you otherwise you wouldn't be seeing it mm -hmm. so if you're looking at this painting and you're going oh this is so beautiful this is so magnificent so it's so impressive the only way you're going to be able to see that is if you have that in yourself so you're actually commenting and the the reason we enjoy looking at this art that we're calling great beautiful wonderful is we're allowing ourselves to touch into that feeling inside of ourselves mm -hmm. that's already there that part of ourselves that is magnificent is beautiful is you know wonderful and all these things that we say about the artwork it's really a reflection of what's happening inside of me while I'm looking at it. That's a very uh, yoga idea, the namaste. You're saluting, I salute the God in you, I salute the goddess in you. And that's really what kind of what you're saying. is like you're seeing that energy, that chi, that creative spirit, that power of God, um, and whatever you call it, that's what it is. I think that's true. I think that's, like you were mentioning earlier, when you went into your meditations and you start to paint and you don't know where it's going. And it's definitely when I'm doing my improv sessions, that's totally what it is. It's okay. I'm just going to sing a note and then see what comes to me from spirit after. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just go with that. And then if I have other people with me, then they'll say what's coming in for them. What are they hearing? And they'll add to it. And sometimes I'll pop out when they pop in because they did something different. And I like it. And I'm like, go develop that. And then I'll come back in and then they'll pop out and it'll change that way. And it's this river is really a beautiful thing. So, yeah. And I'm sure that that's a very similar idea with the painting. It's like it flows like that. Then you come out with this amazing piece of art at the end. Yours gets encapsulated on a canvas and mine gets encapsulated on a recording device if we're lucky. Otherwise, yeah. it's just in someone's memory. All right. So if you weren't there, you missed it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm glad I've been there for some of your concerts. It is, it's a memory for me that's just precious as can be. I, I remember out in East Lansing when you played, it was just one of those memories for me of just, ah, oh, isn't this what life is about? I just love this. Just take this time and you're, it's basically given a gift to myself that you're offering through your music that and it's a it's a joint experience like you're talking about people are sharing their love for it and yeah it's a feedback it's interesting one of the ways i would conduct my workshops that were studio painting workshops one of the key things that i would do for these workshops is get people to um switch around on each other's canvases oh and it's a dynamic that I think you're referring to with playing music that when somebody else hits a note in a particular way, it leads the piece this way and you got to respond to that. And, and what I found um, is what was really happening in that experience for these artists who are switching around on each other's paintings is it gets them out of the tendency to identify with the piece. Like, this is my painting. So it's so precious. It's my painting. And I got to protect it. I got to make sure it's good and all that. Once somebody else comes and smacks their brush on your painting and totally changes it, it's like now everybody's just tapping into that natural flow, mm -hmm. that the inner child that is just wanting to have fun and experience and and it's inevitably these paintings turn out great it's just it's a great process and well i've never heard of anybody doing that i think that's fabulous it's wow that's a great really great thing to do because it gets you out of your box i would think for writers the same thing like if a writer wrote a paragraph and then they hand it off to the next writer who would take it and write another paragraph and then hand it to another writer. And then it comes back to the first writer again. And then they add another paragraph. It, it changes the flow. It changes like, Oh, I can think this way now because it, I'm not locked in. Like you're saying, I'm not locked into this one thing anymore. It's very freeing. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fabulous. And it's just, it is it's what I try to do with the musicians is every now and then I'll get a musician that hasn't done that with me. And they were like freaked out, of course, at the beginning. But oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's like you um, my take on it has always been you've worked all these years to get your craft to a certain level. So you have all the skills, all the knowledge, all the heart, all the passion. It's there. You've been doing it. So whatever you put out there is going to be good because you know how to do it. Yeah. So now let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're, what you're doing in that moment is you're tapping into those um, protective things that I was talking about this past year of me letting go of the whole identity thing of I'm an artist. There's so much attached to that. It's truly like a fear thing. Like, 
if I'm not an artist and what am I? I'm not worth anything. No. <laughs> it's what it's how I got attention from mom and dad when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. this is how I was the special one in the family and all that kind of business. And and so that's the other key part of um the process of creating for me is the emotions that come up and that that fear and just being present to it it's actually one of the things that i think is really transformative about creating art is you can you can bring dark emotions up in in your art and there's a safe place for it it's like you're allowing it to be what it is instead of judging it when you're creating and in that that place of allowing which i think it's really it's all about is just allowing there's so many emotions that we carry around that we're holding back not wanting to let anybody else know about (laughs) and you're basically you know cutting yourself off from part of yourself this is some it's an emotion that you have it's an experience that you're having and you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be having it where when you're painting you have or you're creating art you have this freedom to allow those emotions to be as they are and it's essentially bringing love to it and in that process it can be very healing just like doing your own inner spiritual work it's the same kind of thing for me yeah i think that's true i think there's times when if you're suffering from any kind of depression and most people do on some level um Mm -hmm. that you can take it out on that canvas or you can take it out when you play that thing and it can be dark as it wants to be. You can like cuss it out, like mm-hmm. little little freaking 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 you know, mm-hmm. while you're doing it. But then you can say, okay, enough. That's really a dark sound. Maybe I'm going to change that now. I'm going to lighten it up. And then all of a sudden, your mood changes as you change the the lightness of the color or the mm-hmm. thing that you're doing and move it from that dark place into a lighter, uh, loftier place. But yeah, you have to get with that i can't think of the word you have to get with that concept that this little black cloud over your head can be lightened and changed you can change the color instead of there's a cartoon of some character who used to walk around i think it was one of those flintstone characters and he had a black cloud over his head all the time yeah bad luck schlep rock or something i think is uh-huh. and he had you could never see his face he had a hat that was all the way over his head and his, <laughs> his coat was all the way, he had a big bone holding his jacket <laughs> and there's like a rain cloud over his head and they're like oh it's yeah. bad luck schlep rock you know yeah. like i always think of that kind of thing and then i say okay so what if i changed his cloud what if i turned it pink you know like what if i did that with it yeah. the visual thing and it's what does pink sound like if i'm going to be an instrumentalist or a musician how what what does pink sound like so it was black and dark and and heavy and now yeah. it's going to be light and fluffy and pink like cotton candy. What does that sound like? So just those kinds of images, you know, if I was a painter, that's what I'd be seeing or a photographer or a filmmaker. Yeah. I'm yeah. switching that visual and then I do it with sound instead. But that's happening. I have little films in my head um, and then you're painting and you put those things on the canvas. So 
I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I I wish I could play music. I'm actually sitting right in front of a a piano right now that I got this past Christmas. Yeah, I think it was. And I'm starting to play the piano again. Good. And I'm coming at it from a place of just learning chords and music theory instead of the what I did when I was a kid, learning to read music and you learn a song and you just practice it over and over again. I wanted to get an understanding of the whole keyboard like I do. I understand my palette. I could pretty right. much paint anything. I don't have to learn what it is that I'm going to paint because I already know what paint does, how to move it and through experience. So I'm trying to build that muscle memory into my fingers. It's, it's starting to happen okay. where I, I'm able to play chords a little bit. I'm sure nothing like what you can do <laughs> by any means, but it's fun. It's fun and nobody else has to listen to it except for me. So, Well, that's, that's the point. Yeah. Um, I always tell students, it's like, you don't have to be a professional musician. It's just, if you're enjoying it, then do it. Mm -hmm. It's for you uh, yeah. and your life. It's not for me. So professionals, it's like, we're doing it for us too. We just happen to put it out there so that other people can share in it. Pretty right. much. That's all the difference <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> then the business yeah. part is different. That's a whole separate thing. You know, and you're producing when you do all your art, it's, you can't store it all, so you have to sell it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> some of it's just practicals. I have all this stuff. I, I need to buy more paint, so I have to sell this stuff because I can't store it and I can't buy more paint unless I mm -hmm. sell these things. No, so it's, some, it's, of it's, some of it's practical. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's fun to share. It's fun to, I think it's one of the biggest things for me that art has done is just the relationships that I've had meeting you and Diane and all the people I've done painting workshops with and just all those experiences. So the sharing is just a huge part of it for sure. Huge part. So now you've gotten, you're getting back to your music, which is good. So that probably will affect how you paint too. And you may not realize it, but it will. And you're going to start to see things and, and hear things at the same time. Yeah. Or that you understand your chords and things like that. And your brain starts to work that way. You'll be surprised at how it shows up in places you don't expect. Yeah. Because I've had that experience of, I had, I learned a different technique of playing certain things on my fingerboard that I hadn't thought of before. And later I started seeing it and other things. And I was like, oh, wow, this is affecting how I do this and how I do that. And it's popping up in odd places. And I just was surprised by that. But it was like one simple thing, changing that thing. And it started showing up in other ways. So then when I got back to the music, I could hear different things because I was looking, I don't know, but part of my brain must have just turned on. So it was very cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah. I hope that happens for you. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's a new way to paint this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I used to talk about, I think you've been to one of my artist presentations before mm -hmm. where some point during it, I, I would say that 
Oh, geez, I'm trying to pull myself back into that time. But I, I would talk about when I first learned to draw was, I think, Betty Davis is her name, drawing on the right side of the brain. She teaches these techniques that kind of get you to see what the illusion is that you're looking at. Instead of like um, labeling a nose, we have a a label in our mind that makes a nose kind of a triangle shape with you know two holes in it and then you end up drawing from that picture in your head instead of actually looking at what's creating the illusion which is the lights and the shadows and so I would say that's what I'm trying to do with my art is be able to see the greatest illusion that we're all experiencing which is that we're separate and that's the and i would say art is teaching me how to live life and but now i guess i'm at a place where i'm i'm thinking it's it's come full circle i think life is teaching me how to create art now allowing myself to bring that presence that i thought was I was only able to have by creating paintings. And so it became this huge attachment that I needed it. And now I'm finding I'm able to just enjoy so many different things in life. And just that ability to be present with everything, it's really, it affects the painting too. My paintings over the years have really loosened up quite a bit and have a life to them that they haven't had before. And I feel like it's just because I've allowed myself to open up in different areas of my life too. Mm. So yeah, all these things are connected for sure. They are. Did you generally, when you're painting outside though, it's different because you have all of nature and everything around you. But when you paint in your studio, do you paint with music on? It's funny because I I've recently just been painting in total silence. I used to always have something in my ears, and it was a lot of times um, listening to talk, whatever kind of talk, a podcast or okay. or what I, I would go from extremes of listening to Eckhart Tolle to listening to Howard Stern. To, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh different kinds of things but now i'm just enjoying the silence okay it's that's enough for me it's, there's so much fullness there and i'm a very open-minded person so what i've noticed is my mind if i'm listening to something my mind grabs a hold of it and it's what my focus is on and if i don't have all those outside noises then my focus is somewhere different that's just i guess it's my focus is on that presence that inner space yeah it makes a lot of difference i would think when you're doing working silently yeah when i'm working on a composition a lot of the times it's me going out for a walk in silence so i can work out the music and the rhythms and what's going on and what harmonies to do and because you can't hear them if there's a lot of noise around and then I won't listen to any music for quite a while around that. Cause then otherwise, cause it's constantly, this thing that I'm writing is constantly playing in my head. 
and I'm hearing all the parts stack up and it's okay. No, I'll take that out. And then I'll, re- and I'll repeat. It's literally, I'm like hitting the play and the rewind button in my head. Mm. And I'm just like, no, that won't work. We'll stack these two together. Okay. No, no, that. And so I'm doing all this writing, but it's all mental. And then yeah. when I finally try to go and type it into the computer or whatever, then it's okay. Now I know what I'm doing. So let's just do this and this. And I might like sing a line so I don't forget it on a recorder and then take that snippet and add it in. And then when I layer it and play it all back on the computer, then it's okay. That works. No, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It doesn't work at all. Um, that kind of thing. And other times I'm like, I know it will work. I just need to move it over two measures, that kind of stuff. So it's, a, yeah. um, I totally get it. It's all engrossing. You have to have the silence. You really do. Yeah. It's hard to find that space sometimes, but. Oh yeah, for life sure. to get that. But it's so easy nowadays to get on YouTube and your or whatever it might be for you to distract yourselves. I I find that the the noise is oftentimes I just called it noise. It's a lot of times it is for me a distraction from what I'm feeling inside. There's so many times throughout the day where even when I'm in the studio painting, start to get the munchies or something. And instead of going and grabbing something to eat, I go, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I just sit with the the feeling. And usually there's some insights that, that come that I wasn't looking at straight on. And then all of a sudden, just being with that, in a small little meditation or whatever and it's all oh, that release and there's this openness inside and oh i can paint a lot easier yeah no that's fantastic so i'm glad to hear that your your art is progressing and that you're reaching new places and by taking that break you were able to, to yeah to find a new way to go that's exciting Mm-hmm. That's really exciting because it's it's one of those things, especially if we've been doing it as long as we're around the same age, they've been doing it as long as we've been doing it. It's like you forget sometimes. Oh, there's you can keep going. There's more mm-hmm. because you get to a certain level of, of skill and you're like, oh, OK, I got this. And then you go, wait, <laughs> there's like all of this I need to work on. Yeah. OK, let me go there now. And also knowing also at an older age, we're like, OK. We feel like we should know how to do stuff. So then we block right. because we're like, I should know that. I've been doing this so long. I, mean, I should know this. I'm really good at this. How come I don't know this? How come if I'm trying to learn this, oh, I should be able to pick that up right away? And it's not true. And then you get mad at yourself. And you're like, like you said, going for the munchies instead of trying to sit there and, okay, let me just work on this one thing that I need to learn every yeah. day for six weeks or a year until I learn how to do it. Because when we were younger, you didn't know anything, so you just did that. Right. Older, you so much more, you don't think you should have to do that, but you do. And we get mad at ourselves because we're expected to know things, or we think that we expect ourselves to know things. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know them. And I tell people all the time, the other musicians, I said, there's certain things I know and I've learned a lot, but I can get by, and you think I know more than I do. And they're like, you know this, and you know this, and you know this, because they can, they know enough to explain it to me. I'm like, I can't explain what I just did. You can explain it. I don't know how to do that. And they're like, it doesn't matter because you already know how to do it. I said, no, that's not the point. If I understood it, I could do more. Right. <laughs> but they, but then I run into folks and I say, explain this to me. 
and they they can't explain it to me because they're so like thinking that I know it already. So I mm-hmm. never get the answer. So I can't get past. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really exciting when you get to the point where okay, I understand this about myself now, and that I can keep moving forward, and that silence is golden, and um, reaching inward is going to give me more answers. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see that and that you're doing it. So thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. We just brought it full circle from yeah. not knowing to or knowing without knowing, and then you end it with that. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you online? You could go to Painting Spirit with Tony Hendrick on YouTube. That's okay. that's the place to go. And I think okay. everything else is connected in there, if I remember yeah, right. Okay, that's perfect. That, so someplace we can go and, and look yep. at you. Because on audio, you can't see your painting. So at mm-hmm. least there we can have a, a look at yeah. what you've been doing and some of the things that you've done. And so anything else you want to say to the, the artists and artist supporters out there? about making art before you oh just love yourself love yourself fully all of it all of the all of it all of it and enjoy have fun thank you tony thank you so much for coming on the show today all right take care thanks tia thank you for joining us this week on tia time with artist make sure to visit our website at tiaviolin.com where you can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode Please leave us a rating at iTunes Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate your comments and we will mind them to bring you more amazing episodes. I would like to thank this season's sponsors. Michigan ArtShare, a program of Michigan State University Extension, is a partner in supporting the Tia Time podcast, and Greg Hill's Cold Plunge Records. Without their support, this podcast would not be possible. Thank you so very, very much. If you would also like to contribute to the show, you can find us on www.patreon.com forward slash time one That's time the number one. To continue the conversation about topics discussed on this show or start new ones with like-minded people, join us at the Tia Time Lounge on Facebook. Thank you for listening. See you next week at Tia Time. Thank you for joining us this week on Tia Time with Artist. Make sure to visit our website at tiaviolin.com where you can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Please leave us a rating at Apple Podcasts to expand the reach of the show. We really appreciate that help. And we'd also like to say thank you so very much to our sponsors, Michigan ArtShare, a program of Michigan State University Extension, and Cold Plunge Records. And also all of our Patreon supporters. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you. We'll see you next week at Tea Time.